Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, doctor, it's been two weeks. You haven't run away yet. (laughs) I'm still here. Two weeks in. Shawnee County Health Officer Erin Locke has introduced her first health order and is coordinating the vaccination of teachers. The vaccine rollout to this point is projected to take a long time, but the county wants a first dose for all teachers by spring break. Could we see the county and its partners giving more shots? How is Dr. Locke settling into her first two weeks on the job? And what else is she focusing on aside from COVID? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Blaze Mesa, and you're listening to the news from our city. Hello, Kansas. Thank you very much. Hello, Kansas. From the steps of City Hall. Let's move forward together. Let's move forward in unity. To the county commissioners. This outbreak is running ahead of us big time. We've got your local government news right here. Motion carries 3-0. Next item. The health department had a pretty busy Thursday. Good morning. Welcome to the Shawnee County Board of County Commissioners. Today is... New health orders that allowed bars and restaurants to remain open for longer. And new vaccine plans that would give shots to K-12 through staff. Everyone from school teachers to bus drivers. Madam Clerk, our first item. I caught up with Shawnee County Health Officer Dr. Aaron Locke. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I kind of want to recap a little bit about what happened on Thursday and Friday between Shawnee County Commission meetings, press releases, news conferences. There was a lot of vaccine news, really just a lot of health department news in general. So let me just make sure I have all my information correct before we get going. So Shawnee County is going to begin vaccinating teachers K through 12 with the hopes that everyone gets a first dose by spring break. Is that all correct so far? That's correct. And then the reason that the county will be able to do that without deprioritizing other groups is because there's a federal allocation to pharmacies like Walmart, Dillon's, and Doug's. Is that correct? That is correct. And there'll be about 1,400 doses of that a week. That's what we anticipate, yes. Okay, and that is all kind of starting on Monday. On Monday. Well, I guess with all that said, is there anything you recommend that people do? Going to the health department and putting your name on the list so that we know and have you documented that you would like to have a vaccine. I would also recommend that you reach out to the Dillons and the Walmarts um, and any other any other location like the hospitals that you qualify for and get your name on those individual lists. And it is perfectly fine if you are on more than one list because if you re- once you receive your vaccine, when you get called from someone else, and you tell them you've had your vaccine, they'll just remove you from their list. And then kind of in the same vein, if you're a teacher in Shawnee County, do you go to the health department? Do you go to your school? How do you set up that uh, vaccination appointment? Yes, so with our vaccine collaborative, we have um, set up a process for uh, vaccinating the K through 12, where they will actually go through their point of contact at the school. And the point of contacts are 
in communication with the hospitals. So for each faculty, or excuse me, K through 12 staff, they will be um, going through their point of contact to get scheduled for the vaccine. And then when the health department made the decision to try and get these teachers vaccinated, if I'm remembering correctly, they didn't move them up. They were already in this phase. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. So then was it just coincidence or was this planning that there's a federal allocation to pharmacies that kind of allows more vaccination to come in the community while you try and focus on K through 12? Because that's bus drivers, teachers, that's everything, right? Yes, so there's quite a few um, members in the K through 12 who are at high risk. And so we, we were always planning to get started with vaccinating that population at the same time as 65 and up. But once we learned that we would have a greater allocation from federal into the county, we were able to um, increase the amount that we are giving to K through 12. So then looking back at everything as a whole, how do you even sign up for some of these sheets? I imagine Dillon's, Doug's, or Walmart, the three pharmacies that are kind of vaccinating in Shawnee County, probably have their own systems. But health department-wise, if you want to go through the Shawnee County Health Department, how do you do that? So if you go to our main page at the top, there will be a bar um, that says something about vaccines. And once you've gone to that page, there will be a link to our survey that you can complete. Um, we also have a phone number for those who do not have uh, internet access. The phone number is 785-251-4949. And in addition, we have been working with the pastors in the community. And so if you have a connection to a church, um, they are also willing to help you to sign up either through phone or by, um, by internet. So you can go through to that phone number or through the church. Can you say that phone number just one more time? Absolutely. It's 785-251-4949. What are some of the misconceptions or some of the, the things that you're hearing right now that you see people commenting on Facebook and you're like, well, that's just not right? So I think there's quite a lot of concern about the vaccine because of the timeline. You know, many people are concerned that in order to get the vaccine out quickly, um, safety uh, steps were skipped mm -hmm. and that's one misunderstanding that I really would like to clear up that in the process of making the vaccine it went through the complete safety process that was one aspect that absolutely was not compromised we spent quite a lot of money to speed up the process by making the vaccine um, even before we knew it would work, so that when we knew it was working, we could have it immediately into people's arms. And so that would be the mis misconception that I really would like people to know, that it has been fully vetted for safety. And then this was a couple things that I had seen, even after the Capital Journal had reported on Thursday about the new vaccination plans with K through 12, bus drivers, staff, a little bit of everybody, is that, okay, well, I guess now people 65 and older don't get their shots. And people were saying that there's some type of deprioritization, and we touched on it a second ago, that's not quite the case, but explain a little bit more how um, all that's balancing out. So Kansas, the, the state of Kansas has given us five phases, and within those five phases, there are a number of different groups. And, and the state of Kansas has basically said, these have similar priority and we leave it to the counties to determine how we, you would like to distribute that vaccine. So 
K through 12 and 65 plus are both in phase two together. And so neither is being prioritized over the other. They're being prioritized the same. And so while we are vaccinating 65 plus, we are also going to be vaccinating K through 12. So then how does that federal allocation of doses to pharmacies help speed up some of the, the vaccine timeline? I believe at one point, and this might have been right around the time you were starting, I think the health department said it'd take about 43 weeks to get through phase two or part of phase two. Is that 43-week number now in the rearview mirror with these doses, or what does that look like? Yeah, you know, the, the timeline is very difficult to assess right now because we know that we're going to continue to get vaccines in greater supply. We just don't really know when that will start. And so um, it was really wonderful news when we learned we'd be nearly doubling the amount of vaccine coming into the county with this, with this influx from uh, federal allocation. But we don't know, will that increase again in a couple weeks? What will that look like? But I do anticipate that the timeline will begin to get shorter and shorter and shorter as more vaccine comes in. You talk about the influx of vaccine. I think it's the Vaccine Collaborative, if I have that name correct. Mm -hmm. I think the county and all of its partners can physically do about, is it 2,000-ish shots a day? And that's currently the allocation it gets each week. Do I have that right? No, uh, actually, we can do more than just 2,000. We're approximately 3,000 right now, um, although that's far more than we would get in, in the whole week, and we could do that in a day. Um, and with the uh, addition of the pharmacies, I don't actually know how what their throughput is for vaccinating, but as more vaccine sites come on board, it's going to continue to increase. And you said throughput. Is that just a fancy way to say how many people they can give a shot in a day? It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we talk about sort of how many people per hour. That's our throughput, how many in a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so seems like a pretty busy first two weeks for you. Vaccine rollouts, first health orders, all the things like that. Um, how has it kind of been getting on or starting with Shawnee County when literally there's so much going on? Because again, just the last Thursday, we haven't even talked about it, but your health order uh, adjusting some of the restrictions in Shawnee County. So what's the first two weeks been like for you? It has been a whirlwind, uh, to, to be very truthful. I really enjoy the people that I'm working with. They're working very hard and have been taking additional time to get me on board. Um, it's been long hours and, and little sleep, but the effort is really worth it. And then you had grown up or you'd worked in Shawnee County. I'm a bit new to Kansas, so I may not have my borders 100% correct, but you were at Holton just a second ago, is that correct? Uh, that's correct, yes. And is that, that's at the edge of Shawnee County? It's in Jackson County, okay. which is just north of Shawnee County. So I actually live in Shawnee County but was able to drive to the hospital to work. Because I, I know at the, at the Thursday meeting there was some, some more or less criticism, complaints about some of the scorecards or just some of the things that the county had been doing or the health department had been doing. They'd been brought up a little bit in the past with the, the scorecard and at commissioner meetings. I didn't know how, kind of how new you were to some of that. And I was wondering, when you were sitting there at the meeting listening to some of the back and forth between Commissioner Ripon and Craig Barnes and then some of the public comment, What was going through your mind at that time? You know, with the scorecard, what I was really thinking is that I'd like to carve out some time to just focus on it and to look at the different measures that it that it evaluates and see where the data is, what were the decisions that were made um, for for forming the scorecard. Um, When I was working in Jackson County at, at the hospital there, I was doing the epidemiology for 
our hospital when it came to COVID. And so I have some experience with that and I'll be able to apply it to this as well. Something that the scorecard currently looks at right now, it's cases in the scorecard period, which generally lags a week or two behind while the department gets all those numbers. It's, I believe, trend, which is just, is it cases increasing, decreasing last week, hospital capacity, stress on the hospital system, and positivity rate. Are those good markers to kind of figure out how severe the the transmission is in a county? I do think that they are good markers. It really helps us understand in what direction the virus is, is going, but also how it is impacting the ability for us to respond. And so, for example, the hospitals, if they are at um, full capacity, they're not able to respond not just to COVID, but to anything that might occur. And we have to remember that there's more in our health than just COVID. And so we really want our hospitals to be able to respond to any of our health needs. Well, kind of on that note, um, fingers crossed we may have COVID on the run. Sounds like vaccines are increasing. The scorecard is improving fewer and fewer cases each week. What does the future of health look like at Shawnee County, aside from COVID? What are some of the other things you're focusing on in the background? I'm glad you asked. Um, So we are currently collecting survey responses for our community health needs assessment. We understand that the health in Shawnee County is going to look different after the pandemic than before. And so right now we are asking for input from all members of our community to tell us what is most important to them regarding our community health. And once we have that assessment compiled, we can then actually plan how to address those concerns with our health improvement plan. And so I'm actually quite looking forward to that time after the pandemic when we can focus on something other than the virus and really improving the health in in our county. And then where can people go ahead and find that, uh, the health assessment survey? Is that online? Is there a phone version of it or? That's a very good question. So I know that it is on our uh, website, and then it has also been spread through social media. And and that phone number is 785-251-5612. Just one more time. That's 785-251-5612. So how does COVID, though, kind of exacerbate some of the problems that were existing before in health systems? When we look at the assessments and, and what to kind of focus on once, fingers crossed, everyone gets vaccinated, how could those things have been maybe made worse because of the pandemic? The COVID um, pandemic has really exacerbated the the vulnerabilities that were already there before. Um, In particular, it affects those communities that have few resources, who already have high um, health needs, chronic disease, and many of the the communities that um, are affected by the pandemic are frontline workers. They don't have an option to to step back from the virus or stay at home. And and so really it finds those vulnerabilities in the community and then sort of pounces on that. And so what we can do to prepare in the future um, for additional uh, additional concerns with pandemics is to actually put our um, resources in those vulnerable areas and improve their health so that they'll be stronger and less vulnerable in the future. Hmm. And then even when you were interviewing for this position and applying for this position and getting ready for the transition, how much was COVID on your mind? I assume it was probably the first and second and third thing you thought of, but were there other kind of things in the background that you really wanted to address or were really hoping to get to maybe while the pandemic is waning down? 
Yes, so the the pandemic was definitely top of mind and I am well aware that for quite some time that's going to be what the focus is on. But we have other concerns um, that we need to be prepared for in the future. We know that there's going to be concerns with um, you know, high temperatures. We know there's gonna be concerns with natural disasters and um, things like drought. And so we need to really be prepared for those um, those forces that will affect our, the health of our community. Uh, well, one of the ways that we evaluate the health in our community is through uh, county health rankings. It actually looks at the each county in Kansas and gives them a score. And there are a lot of different factors that go into that score. And Shawnee County is not particularly high on, on that ranking. We, we have several factors that we could see some improvement in. And I kind of want to touch on something that I feel like has plagued the health department officials really for like the last year, I guess is more or less frustration hearing vaccine conspiracy theories, maybe hearing some people in the public just say, oh, you know, masks aren't important, this, that, or the other. How does frustration kind of play in with all of this, if at all, when you're talking about vaccine rollouts? It is a difficult time right now because we have scarcity of vaccine and there's a lot of people who need it and a lot of people who would like it. And so um, I think what I'd like everyone to know is that we are taking this very, very seriously and no decision has been made lightly. We are really weighing um, pros and cons of, of giving vaccine to groups that have very similar, you know, they each have an argument for why they would need it. And so we are utilizing um, data and we're utilizing our equity resources and really determining how to roll out this vaccine plan. And I think we've seen some of the frustration even by the Shawnee County commissioners. And I know at least, um, I think two health officers ago, John Franco Pizzino had resigned in the middle of a commission meeting over some of his frustrations on how his orders were being amended. What's your relationship like with the commissioners so far? I know you've only been here for a few weeks and there probably was a good amount of virtual meeting, um, but are you getting to know them well? You think that the relationship is kind of starting to work well together? I think so. I think when I, when I signed up for this, I already knew the past history and uh, I talk, we talked very openly, myself and the commissioners, about what we would like to do going forward. And our community is really much stronger when we're all working together. And so that is really the goal, is to have us all working together, discussing what is best for our community, bringing all of the resources that we have available to us to the, to the task at hand. Mm -hmm. And so um, right now we are doing very well. I'm very, I'm very pleased with the vaccine collaborative that we have with rolling out the the vaccines and the support that we have from the commissioners and, and other members of government. I know Pizzino had mentioned some of the rhetoric by commissioners had created a bit of like a, a public health hazard or something like that. In your communications with them and you're talking with them, do you kind of see some of that language or do you maybe not so much agree with at least what you've heard? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think when I've talked with the commissioners, they really are open to what I have to say. Um, and so they ask me a question and uh, allow me to give them you know, my, my answer. And so I have found the communication to be really good right now. Mm -hmm. And then I guess kind of the one thing I want to touch on is why exactly did you pick Shawnee County? I know obviously the 
The optics of the last health officer leaving in the middle of the meeting, probably not great. Also an interim health director, it's not like they're going to hire a bad person, but just your, your co-workers are going to be changing and some priorities at the top will likely be changing as new positions come in. So kind of with all that's going on, why did you pick Shawnee County? Well, you know, I'm, I live here. I live in Shawnee County and my thought about could I do this job? I know it's going to be hard. Um, somebody needs to do it. And I really, it, I did, again, I did not take make this decision lightly. I thought about it for a long time, weeks. Um, and ultimately, I just decided that we, I, I could do it and we needed somebody to do it. And this is my community. This is where I live. And so I'm going to step up and, and take it on. Dr. Locke? Thanks for stopping by. That's going to do it for us here today. I appreciate you all stopping by for our first podcast episode. I promise it will only go up from here. If you want more podcast news, head over to CJ Online and search for one of our many other shows. Statehouse news, business, music, education, we have it all. My name is Blaze Mesa, and it's been an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege. I'll see you all next week.